When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are recording on FaceTime. Normally do, normally do Zoom, but we're going to do FaceTime with uh, my buddy Joe Udell, who I've known since sixth grade. Sixth grade, I think, two thousand two. Uh, Joe's been on here once before, early two hundreds. This is episode seven fifty seven, and Joe called me the or texted me the other night and was like, "You have to have on my buddy Igor. Um, you know, he's he's got family in Ukraine. He's very affected by this." And I completely forgot. And Joe called me again this morning and was like, "Hey." have on Igor, and I was like, oh, shit, I completely forgot, so gave Igor a call, and uh, uh, like a badass, you agreed to it, and said, let's do it today, and so that's what we are doing right now, and um, Igor, why don't you kind of tell me, tell everybody, but tell me a little bit about yourself, and your thoughts on what's going on, I mean, this is, I can look at it as an American, that's all the only way I can look at it, I can't imagine where you're coming from. Uh, my story is you know in United States like it's close to twenty years and I'm citizen now but I born in Ukraine. To be in United States, uh, I lived five years in Spain and after I just come to USA. Uh, my daughter born here. We live here like. Three of us, me, my wife, and my daughter. And in reality, I love USA. What I said for everybody, we live in the best country in the world, but world is different. And Ukraine, what's going on with Ukraine, this is in my heart. And it's really like difficult to explain you how how terrible situation is over there, you know. Yeah. And I hear every day somebody dies, somebody doesn't have a food, somebody lost home, somebody lost children and the worst situations and so many children die over there. And situation is like change every day but I'm small guy, <laughs> but what I want to do today just help somebody, and I don't know how we send money, we send food or something, but this this is what we can do now. Yeah, and something like this, you know. Yeah, I th- I think the best thing, and, I'll, and afterwards I'll I'll I'll. I'll call Joe and I'll figure it out and maybe if we can find like a link or something to where people could go donate. But, you know, with the tools that I have, a phone and a microphone and a camera, I think the best thing we can do right now is just kind of hear it from your perspective. Because again, I'm a 31-year-old American. I've lived in America my whole life. I have a wonderful family. I have never missed a meal. I've I've had a life of nothing but opportunity and... I mean, truly just blessings every day. And as I said to you on the phone earlier today, when I, you know, I watch the news 
I don't, I just as a kind of rule of thumb, don't trust anything I hear from the American mainstream news. And as a precaution, I have to understand that everything I'm looking at could be Russian propaganda. It could also be Ukrainian propaganda. And then mixed in between all of that is the American propaganda. And I can look at it with my own eyes and see some kind of objective truths. A country is being invaded. Women and children are being killed. And that kind of cuts through all the bullshit. But again, I can't really give any meaningful analysis or any meaningful hot take on the situation because I'm so removed from it in every possible manner. Again, I just a life of nothing but blessings. So, could you just so just so I know you you said you served in you served in the military. Yeah, I was in military and from 1989 until 1991 it was Soviet military and this specific military like inside the country I like we this is like specific military I, I see so many kind of people and I was around the Soviet Union I would say all places the Soviet Union from Moscow till Irkutsk and I was from Arkhangelsk till uh, Tbilisi and Tashkent everywhere and I saw how people lived in Soviet Union and you know and I understand now the Ukrainian people more than before because the liberty what Ukrainian country won't just be like free we don't want to be any Ukrainian don't want to be in Russian world we want to be with the Europe with like free countries you know yeah. and set for USA, thanks for all countries, the Europe, thanks everybody who, who want to help now Ukrainian, you know. Yeah. Now, what are your personal feelings or plans on this? And I know that's a simple question. Does any part of you want to go over there? Or does part of you say, I made it to America? Uh, like, I don't want to leave. If, personally, I'm not going to leave. I love America. I'm safe here. That, that's a very human... I think that's a very human answer. If you wouldn't mind kind of going into that, is there a part of you that feels this is your home, the United States is your home, and this is where you are now? Is there a part of you that feels an obligation to go over there and uh, support Ukraine, fight for Ukraine? You know... A lot of people leave Ukraine now, but my parents stay inside the country. They are safe now because they live in the West. But every day situation is changed. You never know how it's going to be tomorrow. But I feel like I have to be there. But during this month, I try to analyze the whole situation. I'm 51 years old, right? If I go, nobody gonna put me in the in the line to kill the Russians. Yeah. The best what I can do 
and all my friends from Ukraine and they said if you can help money and we're gonna kill them over there you know <laughs> because seriously now is like any help any big help this is really important for them these people the Ukrainian guys is so motivated and young guys for them is really important like to be there and they said if if we need you we will tell you but do the best what you can now and i agree with you but even now i'm speaking i'm not not like 100 percent here maybe my my mind is will change tomorrow and I, I'm gonna tell yes I had to go I don't know yet you know yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where it's one of those kind of events in life where early on your the emotions are so powerful that your mind changes every like 10 minutes you know like uh, you know if I go, if I go play with a puppy that afternoon I'm like I want to go buy a dog today and the next morning I'll wake up and be like I don't need a dog I can't take care of a dog and then the next day I'm like I want a dog and I know that's a very light analogy but it's one of those strong emotional things where you almost have to let the emotions come down a couple levels and allow you to start rationally looking at what is the move that my brain is making and not the move that my heart is making so I, right. I, I get that. You might wake up tomorrow and call me and say, Tommy, I'm on a plane. I'd be like, all right, Igor, go get it. You know. And then the next day you might say, I'm coming back. I'd be like, okay, Igor. Yeah, no, I, I understand that entirely. Um, again, and, and I'm, when I ask this, it's not anything at you. It's more so a projection of myself. Is there any part of you that just says, it's terrible, but... I want, I'm just going to stay here. I have a good life in the United States. Like that's, you know, that's how I look. I, a lot of guys my age, uh, uh, signed up for the military right after nine 11. You know, I was 10 years old. A lot of the guys I know from, I know several guys from high school and college that all went over and served and felt strongly about it. I am someone who admittedly um, stayed here. I like my life here. I'm not going to make any excuse about it. I like my life here. I'm very safe. I'm very healthy. And it's, it's on one hand, I would say it's probably selfish of me. But it's also just the decision I made, and, I'm, and I won't try to paint it up as anything other than that. Is there any part of you that just thinks it's terrible, but you managed to make it here? You have a job. You're in your own car. You're calling me from an iPhone. Is there any part of you that just says my heart goes out to you I'll, I'll donate money but I'm going to stay here uh, it's really hard question but again it's like you have to find this is how I think now you have to find the best place yeah. and best help from who you are and how you can help yeah. and the, my idea is now just if I'm I'm gonna be in Ukraine, I never like I can like send ten thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars. Or this that the salary is different, and in this situation is like you can find over there any money. And here, 
if you let's say i'm gonna speak with you tomorrow with somebody else if we can accumulate this money we just sent or the i think this is gonna be the bigger help for these people you know probably and again i i tell you i i tell you Ukraine is so motivated now. We stay together. It doesn't matter where you live, Spain, USA, Italy, or Ukraine, you know. We try to stay together. And all the world in our size now, all the world help us. And we bring, like, mm, lights for the world, not, not, not black something. We are in good size now. We are not bad people, you know. Yeah. We don't we don't kill anybody and we try to be like just free. We don't we don't want any Russian world inside the country, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would uh I would agree with you. The the biggest thing you probably can yeah, like I said, my podcast is yours to use. You get anybody on here, I definitely can use it as their own platform and that's realistically probably the most help i can do right um i think that's what you and again coming off of what i said kind of at the beginning was everybody of all walks of life of every race i think has a pretty understandable skeptical view of anything they hear in the news be it about coronavirus be it about ukraine be it about climate change anything i think people are very skeptical i think the last handful of years have perhaps fed that opinion in people to be skeptical which is why i think it's so important to have someone like yourself come on here i mean this isn't a news station we don't have you know it's just a one-man show i don't own stock in defense contractors there's not some political bent to it it's just me talking to you on an iphone i think that that is the and obviously i'm i'm I have a bias, right? This is my podcast. Of course, I want it to grow. Of course, I want more guests. So, uh, yeah, no shit that that's my, that's what I think is the best course of action. But genuinely, I think the biggest help I can do and probably the biggest help you can do is to have individuals on here from there, around there, or in the thick of it, come on here and kind of give a, an unfiltered opinion and report on what's going on. And there's no, you know, there's no editing. There's no, you know, it's not CNN. It's not Fox News. It's just trying to relay direct experience to what's going on. And then let the people who watch this do with that what they will. Let them decide whatever, you know? I don't know. Um, to kind of shift from that, how do you feel how do you feel about on one side the the nato countries giving aid and giving weapons to ukraine but on the other hand also not willing to admit ukraine to nato and not willing to impose a no no fly zone what what are your i can only imagine you probably have torn feelings about that you know it's again it's like where is political is different different world and over there is different different amount of money right but if we're speaking around like people i never see before i visit so many countries around the world and then i never see the people like people from street 
who who knows Ukrainian and who knows the life, all people inside the country they with they with Ukraine and uh, I would say from this point from from this line world's gonna change and what's going on in, in Ukraine now everybody will understand and it can happen tomorrow with in other countries yeah. I think political will understand this but little bit later the price the price now is like the Ukrainian lives. It's going to be 10,000 or it's going to be 20,000. If we're going to do something really quickly, then we save more lives over there, you know. We're going to win. Ukrainian is going to win 100%. But now we count in life. If we're going to close the sky today, then we save like maybe 10,000. If we're gonna sign some Ukrainian gonna sign with Russia some something which is like stop a war, then we're gonna save a life, another life, you know. And we're just thinking everybody now know how many lives we can save today. This is like most important for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, to to stop stop the bleeding as quickly as yeah. possible. It's yeah, to, to to pull the bandaid off, it's just get it done. Um, do you think? And again, this is as as myself who has no expertise in any of this. Um, are you someone that would look at uh, a treaty or a whatever something to sign some sort of ceasefire if that was offered to Zelensky or Zelensky offered it to Putin or whatever, even at the loss of Ukrainian territory, if that stopped the killing? Is that something you would support, or do you have the mindset, and understandably so, of no, Russia has to get entirely out of our country. They don't get anything. I like what Zelensky said now, and he said, like, the people, the Ukrainian people, go, gonna make last decision. What we gonna do? Like, we gonna vote? I don't know how it's gonna be in Ukraine, how it's gonna be everything like organized but for ukrainian this is really important than ukrainian land and for us it doesn't matter what language you speak russian or ukrainian or english whatever but we just don't want to lost our land and we want to be free inside the country and we don't want any any Russian world inside. Yeah. We're crazy with this Russian world. And they bring just for Ukrainian land just terrible and really bad things, you know. Yeah. And a lot of problems and a lot of die people. This is what I want to tell them. And again, it's my, you know, it's my English is not enough to, to explain your English is great your English is yeah, don't, don't second feel, guess don't second guess yourself your English is great Igor what I feel and but you know yeah I hope next video if you can do we're gonna find somebody who who is stronger like with like in English and 
but I think the what I try to explain if you want to understand me understand me right yeah um I can definitely tonight I can definitely search around online and see if I can find a uh, Ukrainian translator and do you think that would help you could talk to him and then they would translate I don't think it's if it is this is like gonna be question and to explain what I feel I can bring my daughter my daughter is 11 year old the children she, she can translate everything this is not the problem yeah and she really she really worry about Ukrainian people too and we find a translator but like what I said every Ukrainian is gonna tell everybody yeah. just help this country we want to stop this war now we want to close the sky and any help from NATO from Europe this is the big help just to save country and save the lives you know yeah um, and again I just to re-emphasize if you can find anyone else to come on here we'll do an episode tomorrow or we can do it the next day I will I'm, I normally have a very full schedule but I think this is kind of more important so I'll move around guests and we can and I'll give you the I'll give you the go ahead every day if you find someone we'll do an episode that day and we'll just make do with that um, but the other question I want to ask is and this is more of a, a again an opinion do you fear that Putin is going to escalate not necessarily into World War 3 although possibly do you think that if if Putin is not getting his demands met do you think he will crank up the use of, of military force because he the Ukrainians are fighting back valiantly but Putin could definitely he could if he wanted to he could step it up a notch which would be horrendous is that a fear of yours that he will kind of go into all out slaughter again I'm not like the guy who can tell you I'm not like professional expert yeah no yeah, but like Putin is like big animal and he's in coordinates now you know and Ukrainian like did for him really bad and you never know what's going how is he gonna re, like where is gonna his reaction tomorrow yeah but I think he understand everything what's going on but just the the information which is come to him is incorrect you know and he doesn't understand real world he doesn't understand reality in, in Ukraine because everybody who brings for him information they just uh, they just worry about the, his life you know yeah I don't think he's gonna do like something really bad with nuclear weapons mm -hmm. but this is like, this is big game for him yeah but I feel like he's not gonna stop if 
if she pass Ukraine, it's gonna be somebody else. It's gonna be maybe Polish because he doesn't like this country. Maybe somebody else, you know. She spoke about Romanian people. She spoke about Moldavian people, about Baltic people, and she never put like words. She never. If she said something, then she think about this, you know. Yeah. And you never know where she stop. But I believe together we we're gonna stop him in Ukraine. And she's gonna die right there, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think history would tell us that it it is foolish to believe. If we let him take Ukraine, that he would just stop. History has always shown that appeasement does not work. Probably most notably with Hitler, they don't stop. They go until they are met with force. Right, and again, it's like. I think all world did so much mistake for Ukrainian because this war don't start like months ago. This war start like eight years ago, you yeah, know. Twenty fourteen. Yeah, and they, when they took time, they when they start work on the Donetsk and mm -hmm. Lugansk, and this this war is uh, long long time but everybody around Wolf they think oh they're better to have business with this guy because better to have the oil cheaper or gas cheaper it's so many mistakes we did all world did because for Ukrainian and now it's time to change the world and it's need to be more warranty for all countries not just for Ukrainian for small countries, so many countries around the world small and not safe, you know. But the leaders, the big countries, China, USA, now France, Italy, they have to do something really strong to help small countries, to help Ukrainian. And I think when this war is stopped, the world is going to change a lot. Do you think, um, I'm trying to think of how to word this. So you, so you, your, your belief is that NATO and the United States need to step in now because ultimately when these forces step in, there's going to be a clashing and there's going to be a lot of people killed, but we either do it today and X number of people die, or we do it in a month, and X number of people die, along with all the people that will die in the war zone from now until that point, you see it as, if I'm getting this correct, you see it as sort of an inevitability, that there will be a clash, and we might as well get the clash over with, because the sooner we do it, the sooner this will be over, is that correct? Yeah, I think we have to start now and save the lives from today. Yeah. And it shows us where is the best way, but we don't have to wait. Together, we're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's coming into your homeland. You're going yes. to fight like 
no one's ever fought harder in the history of man than people whose country was being invaded. I mean, look at the Taliban. You know, maybe not a good analogy here, or a good comparison, but I mean, the Taliban, they waited 20 years, and they took it right back over. Now, they're all terrorists, and they're terrible humans. That being said, they took back their homeland. You can't, you know, it's like that saying, uh, one volunteer is worth 10 conscripted soldiers. It's the same thing, right? You, you come and take someone's homeland. Not only do they have home field advantage, that's also, I mean, they are fighting for their blood and their soil, like, right? There's nothing, there's nothing left. You, you fight for that like hell, right? Um, so yeah, no, I don't, I don't doubt that Ukraine, Ukraine's going to win. I don't think it's possible for them to lose. I think you would truly have to kill them all in order to win. As as we, yeah, just, you, as we just saw in the Middle East, you either kill them all, or the second you leave, or are forced out, they'll take it right back over. So, I do think Ukraine has that going for them. Not to make light of it, but... I don't know. No, this is what I said again. It's like... We stayed together, we're going to win, and... Yeah. Yeah. And hope is going to be quickly. <laughs> yeah. Well, for everybody, so, so, so do I. And it's... You know, it's also... It's also... It's sad... Because... I mean, there are a lot of Russian people protesting against this, and they're being rounded up. Right? They're being arrested. And... I know it's probably difficult to feel any sympathy for them because they're Russian. Russia's doing this, but I mean, there are a lot of innocent people in Russia who are now being demonized by the whole world. And again, they're not being killed, so I get where it's maybe hard to feel bad for them. But there really is the actions of one guy. That's kind of just, excuse my French, it's just kind of fucking over everybody. You're right, and even the old history around uh, Russia, around Soviet Union, if some guy stay power like 20, 25, 30 years, you can do whatever you like. Yeah. And you build around you, your team, then this team who live good, just your team, and nobody, is, nobody worry about the, the who is around, you know? And Russia, Russia is worse. Russia is like this. And so many people in Russia, they don't, they don't see another part of the world. They don't see how, how free the world, how, the, how people live, what they have inside the house. They live in like one, one room apartments, most of them, or two room apartments all, all his life. And they don't have cars, they don't have good TV, then they worry just for food, you know. And it's most, most people inside the Russia like this, who live good is just big cities like Moscow and St. Petersburg. And I don't think it's gonna, you can change the Russia people quickly, but I think they're gonna they're gonna change too. It's long process, but when this war is done, I think big changes will be in Russia. You know. 
Yeah. Do you, do you think the do you think the Russian people will rise up and remove Putin? I don't think it's gonna be people. For now, he's like safe enough. But the big changes is happen, even with this sanction. What world did for Russia already, and what is gonna be tomorrow or after one week? I think they're gonna be like one country, and changes is gonna be over there, you know. Yeah. And maybe this year, maybe next year, but. Putin today, he's safe. How is gonna be tomorrow? We don't know yet. Yeah. We pray every day. <laughs> we want him to die, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Why wouldn't you? You'd be silly not to. It's yeah. It almost seems right. The willpower of Ukraine is eternal because they're having their homeland invaded. You'll fight for that to the death. Uh, much like the United States going into the Middle East, we put up a fight for 20 years and then we quit because ultimately our heart is not there. We don't care. And once we spend enough trillions of dollars and lose uh, you know, enough thousands of U.S. servicemen and women, we hit the point where we say, all right, this is costing too much in blood and treasure. We're not doing it anymore. The Russian people, right, they can only... They're only going to put up with sanctions for so long and have their lives and their economy gutted for so long. Again, you know, if, if you're Ukraine, you're going to put up with every sanction in the world. You don't care. You're fighting for your territory. If you're in Russia, you're like, how much is this costing? What is, how is this affecting my life? Yeah, they're only going to care. So, And I, I, I say that as an American, right? You can only care about some foreign war for so long before you're like, Dude, why are my oil prices through the roof? Like, what's going on? You just, you don't care. It's a war of occupation. So, maybe the, and again, I, I say this as a 31-year-old with zero military or geopolitical experience, but I can only imagine their tolerance for discomfort, the Russian people, is going to be a lot lower than the tolerance uh, for, of discomfort for the Ukrainian people. Just like if Ukraine invaded Russia, right? They would fight back like hell. So, it might be just the human condition in the end. Now, they're not the United States. They don't. They can't necessarily vote him out. Putin is a bloodthirsty autocratic ruler. So easier said than done. But I, I think you might be right. I think it might be the changes within Russia. How long can they put up with international sanctions? Another day? Another week? A month? Six months? Two years? Oh my- Right. Yeah, it's. I don't. I don't see it because ha- I don't. I think the vast majority of Russian people probably have. Why would they care? Why would they be emotionally invested enough to put up with it? You know. I don't know. Again, in the, if you're looking for Russia, Ukraine, and we say right, the good, the good for just. For real people, if you look the life here, there in Ukraine, it's huge difference, you know. You can buy everything what you want in USA. Ukrainians really hard worker people and they try to change the life 
long time, right? But always somebody behind try to tell you how you have to live or you come or they come to help you just with bad stuff. They don't help you with good stuff, you know? Yeah. And now they come to you like just to kill you. Yeah. And this is the time for Ukraine really serious. We don't want any more any Russian world. That's it. Yeah. It's we we done. We don't want. Yeah. And I'm really surprised today, you know, Putin killed people who speak Russians. He killed the, he, how he said, he never said that this is war. He said like a special operation. Yeah. But he's fighting with uh, the part where people speak Russian. He never, he, he, he never like touched like, people in West who speak really Ukrainian and strong and for me it's like it's killed me more than you know it's it's terrible situation and like I said Ukraine stay together is and all world Ukrainian I would say 95 percent people or maybe hundred already percent then we don't want any Russian world inside the Ukraine, you know, this is like number one. Yeah. And we're gonna win. It's hundred percent. Oh yeah, you're gonna win. Oh fuck yeah, you are. You're gonna you're gonna fucking kill Putin. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. Igor, let's uh, let's finish this episode up. Um, I'll give you a call later when I upload it online, and. If you can, if you can, you know, reach out to anybody else that would come on, perhaps in Ukraine, I think that would be wonderful. And um, again, my podcast is yours to use. It's your platform to use, and uh, I think you're doing a wonderful thing. Again, thank you so much. Yes, sir. For your help. I don't know what we, where we're gonna be with this episode. What we're doing now, but even. This is first try in my life. I'm not like uh, I don't have any account. Like I'm not really uh, use like Facebook or something on Instagram. But what I know how to call people, how to send message. But yeah. this is my my first try. What I want to do just help the the these guys to win to help Ukraine. And I really appreciate you your friends to this chance and of course i'm gonna try somebody if you give us opportunity absolutely maybe we're gonna somebody gonna listen us more you know absolutely thank you for your help thank you for your time igor it's uh it was a pleasure to have you on man you're uh i couldn't tell it would be your first podcast you you're you're better than most people most guests you gotta you gotta really pull it out of them you were you were willing to talk, so you made my job easier. So thank you for that. And um, but I will send you this episode when it's uploaded. I'll give you the link. You can send that message around, and you and I will be in touch later today. And we will try to get more people on here. And uh, I look forward to many more discussions with you. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. God bless. God bless Ukraine. God bless the United States. Thank you, Igor. Take care, buddy. Thank you, man. Yes. <laughs>